Saturday's college football slate lived up to the billing, a full day of uh, high-level entertainment, and at least in my humble and hopefully accurate opinion. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. Stuart, always good to have you on the show. Let's, uh, let's throw out the initial college football playoff rankings for now. Who do you think is the best team in college football this season? Um, I think it's a toss-up between uh, Georgia and Michigan, and I think I'll have a better answer to that after this weekend when we finally see Michigan play a team with a pulse. Uh, They've obviously been dominant in every single game this year, nine games in, and I still don't feel like we've seen them, you know, tested, and and hopefully they will this week against Penn State. Uh, Georgia is not as overwhelmingly dominant as they've been the last couple years, but to me, they're still Georgia. Missouri went in and put up a good fight. And at no point did I – it was a close game. And at no point did I actually think Missouri was going to pull it out. Uh, and, you know, and they, they – every time Missouri got close, Georgia answered. So, again, they also haven't faced, obviously, a um, the kind of the game that, for instance, we saw, you know, um, Washington play against Oregon, right, or uh, mm-hmm. Texas against Oklahoma, Texas against Alabama – they're getting there. I mean, this is a nice little stretch they have between playing a top 15 Missouri team. Now they play, um, you know, they, they, they turn around and they have to play Ole Miss, who's in the top 10, and then they go to Tennessee. It's a nice little stretch. But um, it's just the way this season has worked out. It's just some teams have their schedules have turned out to be very backloaded. Well, let's dive into these top four teams, at least from last week, uh, a little further here. Ohio State, how do you look at the Buckeyes nine games into the season? Well, you can't you can't argue with the resume. Again, there's an example of a team that has played some big games and, and especially played big games on the road and pulled them out, and, and they deserve all the credit for that. It just doesn't feel to me like a vintage Ohio State team. They have a great defense, which, you know, has been a change from the last couple of years, but they're kind of just getting by on offense. Um, their offensive line has, has not been good. Obviously, I do think Travion Henderson coming back from, from injury was big. So, I mean, look, this is a team that I think worst case scenario is going to go 11 and one. And that's pretty good. Question is, can they win in Ann Arbor with this very different formula of play really good defense and do what you can get the ball to Marvin Harrison. But at the end of the day, this is not the, the Justin Fields, CJ Stroud. We're going to score 45 points kind of offense you mentioned georgia the schedule is getting tougher here for sure what stands out to you about them this year and how does that uh, does this group compare to the national champs of the last couple years well i think the offense is 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 exactly where it was last year with seth and bennett um and that's saying something considering they played the last two games without their best player brock bowers but i think carson beck has come on really strong um they, they they do what they do. They're never going to be a you know high flying team. They play a certain style of football, and it's really good. I think the defense, you know, hasn't really been fully adequately challenged. Missouri did come in there. Um, they're a big play offense. They had a few big plays. You know, I thought it was impressive in the fourth quarter that once Missouri closed its 24-21 that they had the two interceptions, including one by a big defensive tackle. Um, so I think they're really good. I think they're the most talented team in college football, but I do think they're tough. They're tough. They're beatable. And that's why I'm so curious about Michigan because they're sitting out there as like, 
well, maybe this is the team that can do it, but haven't, haven't seen, I refer to it as the preseason's over now. They finally are going to start playing their season this week. That's right. That's for sure. So get, let's get into that game on Saturday in Happy Valley. What are some of the keys to that game in your opinion? And how good's Penn State? Penn State obviously was disappointing in that game against Ohio State. Um, this was an offense that people had high hopes for, and they just haven't been able to, up until that point, I'm sorry, up until this past weekend, you know, they've ranked among the lowest teams in the country at producing big plays. But against Maryland this week, we finally kind of saw it all come together. Um, they put up 51. They uh, got plays from some of their other receivers. If they play like that, they've got a chance against Michigan. You know, the problem against Ohio State was both those teams had great defenses, but Ohio State had Marvin Harrison, and Penn State didn't have anybody like that. And Drew Aller, the quarterback, really struggled in that game. I'll be very curious to see. You know, he played with a lot more confidence the past couple weeks. Um, that we'll see if we'll see that version of him this week against Michigan. Stuart Mandel, the athletic currently in the sports zone. Okay, so what do you make of the day, seemingly daily sign-stealing stories coming out of Michigan regarding the Wolverines? It's been a fantastic soap opera to follow. I mean, it's just got everything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect college football story, espionage, and you know the Michigan fans accusing Ohio State of hacking into their computers and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And this guy, Connor Stallions, is going to go down as one of the all-time – crazy figures i mean the the but put it over the top for me with the pictures of him on the sideline on the central michigan sideline posing as a coach it, you know i i'm a huge fan of the fletch movies it reminded me of fletch and his ridiculous costumes you know um now everybody wants to know what's going to happen what's the penalty and and i do think this dynamic of ncaa investigations take forever so whatever comes of it is not going to come for a while and the coaches and the ADs and the Big Ten are telling the commissioner, Tony P, no, 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 you got to do something now because, and it's true, how often, if ever, does something like this get caught midstream, right? Usually NCAA investigations are about something that happened years earlier. This, this happened earlier this season. And, in, you know, I don't think it affected the results of the games because Michigan would have beaten those teams whether they had their signs or not, but it was definitely against the spirit of the rule. So, um, I think we'll probably see in the next sometime this week whether they're going to take action possibly against Jim Harbaugh. Um, I, I'm getting the sense, you know, I think there's been some push to they should be banned. They should be banned from the postseason. Banned. I don't think the Big Ten commissioner feels like he has the um, ability to do that or the desire to do that, but I could see there being a suspension or a fine or something along those lines, and then we'll just have to wait you know, ultimately, whatever comes to the NCAA investigation probably won't come till next year or five years from now. You know, those things take forever. <laughs> yeah. ASU fans are still waiting on the punishment for ASU. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. a great example of it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, if Harbaugh is suspended, when would he be suspended for? Or what would he be suspended for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is all unprecedented. Uh, there's no, there's not, not no like past case to look back at and say, okay, I think this is what would happen. Um, I also would wonder, let's say you suspend him for the next two games. Is he only, is he, is, does he have to leave the building or is he only suspended on Saturdays? Because frankly, the head coach is 
biggest impact is during the week in most cases, unless they're the mm-hmm. play caller, which he's not. Um, it would, to me, feel uh, kind of symbolic. But I'm not saying I know that there's a different thing. It's definitely the, the you know, the, the, the right punishment. I mean, it's important to keep in mind that, obviously, you know, on the one hand, people have pointed out, I pointed out, and it's true, the commissioner has much more latitude than the NCAA does. I mean, it just says in their, in their mm-hmm. bylaws about sportsmanship, he feels there's been a sportsmanship policy violation, he can punish them, right? He doesn't have to follow some long enforcement process. But he can't do it based on, like, a story in the media. It's what, 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 what hard data does the Big Ten have in its hands right now? We certainly have read about paper trails of, of Connor Stallions buying tickets to games and, and, and video footage of somebody scouting. And, but I don't know that – I have no idea what they actually have a hold of to, to make a decision like that based on. Florida State, I don't want to leave them out. Uh, we're talking with Stuart Mandel of The Athletic, of course. Uh, you know, they have the early season wins against LSU and Clemson. I think those wins have lost some juice. It, how, how good are the Seminoles? I think they're really good. I think they're really talented. Um, I think uh, Jordan Travis kind of gets lost amidst the other great quarterbacks around the country, but he's really good. But to your point, right, they played those two games early in the season, and then they've just kind of been on cruise control since then. There hasn't been – really, you know, we're the adversaries for them, the ACC, and there won't be until the championship game where they'll probably play a Louisville team that's frankly overachieved relative to what we thought they could do in Jeff Brown's first year. So I don't, you know, I, I was at that LSU game. They crushed LSU. It was very impressive. Of course, it turns out LSU was not a top 10 team and um, has a really bad defense. So it wasn't necessarily the signature win that, that you thought it was at the time, but um, if I were them, I would recommend winning out. Um, I think the way this is shaping up, it could be a rare year where every Power Five conference has at least a 12-1 and champ, and somebody's going to have to get left out. And because the ACC is you know, not going to afford them chances at top 25 wins, really, um, you, I wouldn't want to get in a resume game if I'm Florida State. But if they're undefeated, they're going to playoffs. Saturday, I think, was the best uh, Saturday of the college football season. I was hoping for that. We talked about it on Friday's show. Uh, which game stood out to you the most on Saturday? It was that, you know, primetime. Uh, I mean, it was really, it was just really fun to watch on, you know, so whatever it was, separate screen, split screen, whatever you want to say, the LSU-Alabama game and the USC-Washington game, because the quarterback play between those two games was just phenomenal. And take your pick. And and I say that, and really Michael Penix of the four probably did the least, because Washington realized pretty quickly they could just run the ball at will uh, against that USC defense whose coordinator got fired the next day. But I thought Jaden Daniels was incredible. And it's got to be really surreal, right, for ASU fans to watch what he's become, because this, he was not this at ASU. He he's legitimately has a stake as the best player in college football. I don't think he can win the Heisman because his team has three losses and they'll kind of be out of sight, out of mind. But if you look at his numbers and where he ranks nationally, you could legit, he, he could absolutely say he's been the best player in the country. Uh, Jalen Monroe obviously was the revelation. You know, to go from uh, week three when Nick Saban benched him and tried two other guys and, and realized, nope, I should probably go back to the guy I had. Uh, he was electric. 
against LSU. Granted, a really bad LSU defense. And he's put Alabama back where you usually see them this time of year, right? Right in the hunt for the SEC championship. So, um, yeah, I just thought those two games back-to-back. Now, I didn't watch any of the Iowa-Northwestern game. It was on Peacock. And, frankly, I couldn't subject <laughs> myself to that. But I really like the juxtaposition that that game, the 10-7 to game, that was only the seventh highest scoring game at Wrigley Field this year, led directly into those two, uh, you know, offensive shootouts. I think the wind was blowing out in those other games at Wrigley. So it must have been it. Had to be at that point. Okay, Washington has done enough to win some close games here of late. How do you view uh, how do you view Washington compared to the other top teams in the CFP? I I was at the Washington Oregon game and it was electric and they were great and certainly came out of that feeling like, you know, they could definitely make the playoffs possibly win the national championship. And then something hasn't been quite right the last few weeks. You know, they, they had that weird game against ASU that they were fortunate to survive. They Stanford lit them up, lit up that. That's really been what's been noticed for the last two weeks is their defense has gone in the wrong direction. And I know Caleb Williams does that to a lot of people, um, but they just really didn't have an answer for him uh, probably until the fourth quarter. And that was with USC playing without their top running back. So, you know, the Oregon-Washington game, as you know, like came down to the last second field goal, could have easily gone the other way. And I, I just think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. And yep. we'll probably get a chance to avenge that loss uh, against Washington championship game because they're starting to, you know, in the standings, those two are starting to separate themselves a little bit. The one team that could mess it up is Oregon State, uh, who plays uh, both those teams down the stretch. Um, but if I'm betting right now, I would think they meet again in Vegas. And I just think Oregon, um, they've got the quarterback, they've got the run- great running backs, they've got uh, – two really good receivers, and I think the difference is their defense. It's not amazing, but it's um, it's physical. Um, what they did to Utah was, you know, just extremely impressive. So, um, not Washington, it, 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 and also Washington has a, just a, a brutal schedule down the stretch. So, I would not be surprised if they actually lose a couple games. Um Maybe I'm, but but if I see Michael Penix come back to being like the pe- Michael Penix of the first seven weeks, then that would change things. Yeah, you mentioned USC, uh, another awful defensive performance on Saturday, and they part ways with defensive coordinator Alex Grinch on Sunday. How much should Lincoln Riley be criticized because of his teams at Oklahoma and USC, which are dynamic on offense, but they've been continually bad on defense? Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine in Oklahoma texted me during the game. He's like, it's just it's just unbelievable how identical his team is to his Oklahoma teams. He just doesn't um, – he's yet to, to show that he can field – you know, he definitely fields playoff slash national championship caliber offenses, and the defenses are just abysmal. And, and this year is particularly egregious to me because – they did up like when they came in to USC, the talent obviously was, was pretty down. Um, they they up in the portal this year. They got some big guys that everybody wanted. They upgraded the talent, and it's just as bad, if not worse. And that's you know, firing Alex Grinch was the first step. Yeah, I mean, I think that was probably overdue. And we'll see. I mean, I I just think the Oregon game this week could be really ugly. Uh, but there's a bigger there's some bigger questions Lincoln Riley will have to answer in the off season. He went to USC. He was hired to win national championships. 
And he's going into a conference in the Big Ten with a lot of really good defenses, and I don't think he's going to win those games, you know, uh, 45 to 42. So there's some philosophical questions he has to answer about how he structures his program. And I, I'm not behind the scenes there to know, is it the way they practice? Is it the fact that he's the head coach but doesn't pay any attention to the defense? Something's got to change. I'm a loyal listener of the Audible podcast with you and Bruce Feldman. However, full disclosure, I usually don't listen to the Sunday version until Monday afternoon. Uh, so I assume you covered quite a few of these topics that we just talked about here during the latest podcast. Pretty much all of them. Uh, we, we started off with Connor Stallions, and then we got into, um, you know, all the, all the games. One question we kind of started out with was um, – you know, having seen the evolution of Alabama this year, and then you and I talked about Georgia a little bit off the bat, it's probably going to be an Alabama-Georgia FBC championship game again. What chance would you give Alabama, right? I mean, I would have mm-hmm. thought after the Texas game that Alabama would, would go 9-3, and three, not play possibly be 11-1 and one playing in the SEC championship game. I mean, we're, we're not that far from the possibility of them, the supposedly worst uh, Nick Saban team in 13 years, um, being right back in the CFT. That's pretty amazing in itself. All right, Stuart, good yep. stuff as always. Thank you very much, and uh, have fun. All right, thanks. Stuart Mandel, The Athletic. Check out all his work and all the uh, extensive coverage at The Athletic. Good stuff as always. 